0: I'm Callie Lampy, and you are listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast, where my daddy shares a daily gift with you from the ocean. All right, guys, welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. I am your host, Ryan P. Lampy, and today's surfing lesson is walking... Walking, walking. So, I have had a huge focus, a huge emphasis in my surfing game lately on walking the board. Walking my longboard, I ride a nine foot six traditionally, usually a nine foot six above all the other boards. And my big target for the entire year of 2019 is to not master, I don't think I can get that in one year, but really learn, learn how to walk my surfboard. I want to be able to, to walk from the back of the board, mid board, the front of the board, hang 10. And one of my big targets is to have 10 clean walks from, you know, back mid board to, to the front of the board and hang 10. And for me, that's been a target that ha- I literally have not had one clean walk yet. Sometimes I get a nice one step in. Sometimes I get two steps in. But I have not walked. I can shuffle. I can get to the nose. I can hang 10. I can shuffle. I can jump up there. I can kind of hop around. I kind of do like a little, like a, almost a, like a basketball defense move. Where I shuffle up to the front. I can get there. I don't think it looks pretty. And um, it's not classic longboarding. It's not stylish. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's just what I want. Is to master longboarding. I want to master the art and the science of longboarding. This is what I'm, what I've fallen in love with here. Is um, I'm really loving it for our waves that we have here at the cliffs and for my style, for my, my, uh, my back and my injuries and stuff like that. Like I've really, like longboarding just really suits me well right now for this season at least, and probably for the rest of my life. When I'm ninety, 90, 100 years old, hopefully I'll be killing it on a longboard. And So my target for the whole year is to walk it 10 times. I haven't got there yet. I haven't even, um, like I said, walked it even once. And first of all, there's, I'll give you one clear reason why I have not walked the board even once, one full time yet. And that's because while my target has been to walk this board 10 times, I've been procrastinating and I have not been focused. I've been distracted. I've distracted myself by just having a good time. That's not wrong. I'm just not going to hit my target going about it on that route. I've been carving up a storm. I've been having lots of fun. I mean, the 9 foot 6 is a brand new board for me. I bought it, oh, when did I get it? Like, just this past fall, last winter or, or something like that. Maybe in, like, a November or something. And it's uh, it's really fun. And it's a new board for me. I've never had a board like it before. i never had a board that long. It's a very carby board. It's not a nose rider by any means. and So I've been carving up a storm. I've been surfing big waves with it. I've been doing all kinds of crazy stuff with it. And all that's fun. All of it's great. It's made for some awesome episodes here on this podcast. At the same time, what it hasn't done is gotten me to my target of walking this board 10 times. From like clear steps, smooth, clear cross-stepping from wherever I am to the front of the board to hang 10. So I've been distracted by just having fun. I mean, the game of surfing is so wide open. There's so much to do. I can do anything on a wave. There's so many options. And I talked about it before. Like, one of my fears, like, I know for sure that when I walk the board, I'm going to fall off. I mean, either either that or I'm going to walk all the way to the front. But unless I throw a shuffle in there, for me right now, every time I walk, I fall off. And it's not just a normal fall. I often fall. The way I fall because I'm crossing my legs over each other, I usually fall right next to the board. And if it's a bigger wave, it can really hurt me. So I basically find myself in this place of distraction. And so recently, I have been focusing on walking the board. Again, and again, and again. I have to to focus. I have to literally not do all these other things. Like carving, like uh, shuffling. Because shuffling can get me the speed and stuff I want. But I have to slow down and just focus. And what's wild is, when I get clear in the water on, okay, you know what? Next wave, I'm going to walk the board, period. Like, this is what I have to do. And the next wave, I'm going to walk the board. Next wave, I'm going to walk the board. When I get clear on that, I light up. I have so many options when I'm surfing, when I paddle for a wave, when I look at the wave. Like, I have so many options to do. And... When I get clear on what it is I'm going to do, my clear intentions are set. This is what I'm focused on. I'm going to walk the board because I am dedicated. I'm committed to mastering this longboard, mastering surfing a longboard, nice classic style, and I have to walk this bad boy. And when I do that, it's like something ignites inside of me. I often think about it in the past. I've thought about it and I become so overwhelmed with like, I want to master walking the longboard, but uh, there's so much to do. Like, I have like, there's so much, these ways that the master, gosh, so many different games inside of longboarding, which I've been working on. And I become overwhelmed and then I procrastinate. It becomes just a whole chaotic game of longboarding where I'm having lots of fun, having a blast. I get some amazing waves. I'm getting some huge carves. I'm finding it incredible speed, having a blast. And then I look back. It is June, mid-June right now. And holy crap, six and a half months ago, I told myself, my word to myself, that I am committed. I'm going to walk this board 10 times or walk at least a longboard 10 times. And I'm like, holy shit, I haven't done it even once. So now I'm focused. And I get focused. All the distraction falls, falls away. And I am passionate. I become on fire. Like, I get crazy. And then I'm just like, I don't give a shit if I fall off. I don't give a shit how big the wave is. When I get focused, I get, my intentions are set. I start walking that board. And I'll, I'll fall. But I'm, like, excited. I'm hungry. I want it. I'm doing it. One of the biggest killers of passion is this overwhelm. We constantly get distracted by so much that we have to do. Like It just seems like like I want to master longboarding, but there's just so much to the game. And one big area that is often the case for inside my world. With coaching guys wanting to really master their connection with their spouses, inside their families, with people. They want to, if I had to put it in one big vision, I call it mastering connection, art and science of connection. But people want to be able to have this ability to read others' minds. Sounds kind of crazy. Sounds kind of supernatural. But to make it more realistic, they're reading people's hearts. And what's going on in people's hearts? Their feelings? Their fears? the desires, what goes on inside the the heart of a human being, inside of Lucy, my wife, inside of my kids. Most people don't know. They don't even know what's going on inside their own hearts. You ask people what they want. They they can tell you what they don't want. It's very hard for them to tell you what they want. You ask them how they feel, usually the words would be like, I feel good, feel bad, which neither one of those are feelings. Or I'm okay, I'm doing well, also not feelings. What are you scared of? I'm good. Not really scared. Like, most people are so far away from their hearts that there's no way they can read other people's hearts. And so one of the big emphasis, one of the big focuses on, and and my training, training these guys, is they want to master connection. They want to be able to connect with their kids, their wife, on another level beyond what what they've ever imagined. And to do that, they have to be able, from a foundational standpoint, they have to be able to see their hearts, connect with their hearts. Like they want passionate fireworks, love, um, fireworks, sex with their wives. Like they want their kids to just crave them and desire them. They want to be masters of enrollment inside their, their businesses. And in order to do that, well, first of all, when they see that, they become overwhelmed. Like there's so many things. Like I'm throwing so many different frameworks and so many different things to teach them. And so, like they're like they're overwhelmed. They get so much, and they're excited. They're super excited. It's like they get a brand new longboard. Like yeah, I'm gonna kill it. Like I'm gonna master this thing. And then they start paddling around. And then as soon as they paddle out into the ocean, a three-foot wave knocks them over. And they're like, why can't duck dive this bad boy? And they're like, oh shit. Like now, now they're like. Now I have to learn how to ride this thing. I mean, how to paddle it. Just paddle it through three-foot waves. And then they go take off on the first wave. And I like, go, oh, shit. Like, this is nothing like a shortboard. Taking off a longboard is, is different. I have to learn this. And then turning. And then the speed. And it's like, so much to learn. To master the art and science of a longboard. It becomes overwhelming. So what I have to do is I have to get them focused have to get them focused. And this is what I had to do with myself again and again. So for them, one of the big focuses I go to again and again with them is seeing the heart. Like they want to be able to lead people. They want to be able to inspire their family, to call their family to be you know, greater versions of themselves, for the kids to be the, the greatest Elite version of themselves as possible. For their wives to be just complete badasses. To be fully passionate about life. To be passionate about their husbands. To be passionate inside their businesses. And at the foundation of all that. None of that works. They will not be able to pull any of that off. Without being able. To get. the, The heart. Of the people they're talking to. So. I have them focus. I haven't focused on just getting the feelings. fears, feelings and desires. And sometimes they will spend, like day after day, day after day, day after day, for weeks, just primarily focused on getting feelings and desires from their wives. I mean, it's like, like some of these guys have been married for, gosh, mm, I mean well over a decade. Like you think the connection everything will be there. And I get it. Because I've been married 12 and a half years. And I didn't get this shit until a year and a half ago. You think that I would be able to read Lucy like a book. Yet it took me months. I didn't have all the tools. I didn't have everything figured out. In order to figure out how to get to the feelings of Lucy. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of training. It took a lot of stuff. A lot of tools. To figure this out. And now I'm passing it on to other guys. And guess what? It still takes them a while. Hopefully we can cut the learning curve. And these they to learn a lot quicker. But at the same time, they have to work their asses off and focus on getting simply the feelings out of their spouses. Just the feelings. The spouses, their wives don't even know how they feel themselves often. So have them focus. Have them focus. Have them focus. They come back to it again and again. Feelings. What does she want? How does she feel? What does she want? How does she feel? What is she scared of? And once they start getting clear on that, and it, because they're focusing, they're putting one foot in front of the other. They're walking, and they're walking, and they're walking. And they're walking and they start getting some momentum. And they start figuring it out. All of a sudden, everything starts coming together. All because they decided to just focus. Get clear on what they need to do, the very next steps, how they need to go into the next conversation with their wives. Like, they have, like, this big thing. Like, I want my wife to do this. I want my wife to listen to me. I want my wife to get her business going to, um, I want her to not yell at me, scream at me, whatever it is. And often, I'll have them just go into the conversation with one thing on their mind. Like, this, it doesn't matter if the conversation blows up. It doesn't matter if it all goes complete, like, chaos and hell. You have one focus. And that is to get all of your wife's feelings out. That's it. Get her feelings out get your feelings out get her feelings out get your feelings out when you can do that let's move on when I can walk this board then we'll worry about navigating the board on the nose when I can walk this board put one step in front of the other then I can worry about cruising on the nose walking backwards doing all kinds of crazy shit on the on the front of this board right now I just gotta walk for me for so long I spent so much time in this place in my marriage of of colliding with Lucy. And I say colliding. That's that's me wanting my worldview to come across and transform her worldview. Basically enroll her way of thinking into mine. It could be something as simple as I want the dishes done at this time. Or Lucy, actually Lucy would want me to do the dishes before the night. So she could wake up in the morning with clean a uh, clean sink. And it's an argument. Like it would turn into an argument. And I'm wanting, I'm like... Why the fuck? Like, why does this matter? I have shit to do at night. And in the morning, I can do the dishes in the morning, or you can do the dishes in the morning with the kids to do them, whatever. Why is this a big deal? So basically, you have my worldview that it's not a big deal, and Lucy's worldview that it is a big deal. And I'll have to, like, we would collide, collide, collide. It would turn into just a shit show again and again. And it usually ended up with, well, fighting. And it ended up with us, us settling on something, kind of an agreement. And then, kind of sweeping everything under the rug, kind of working out some kind of agreement, sweeping shit under the rug, and then only to find this to find this blow up at a later date or in some other place. Maybe it's the way um, <laughs> the way we clean up some part of the house or something, and we can never actually resolve the issues. And I found out for me, it was like this ability to connect. It was this ability for me to actually get out. The underlying drive of Lucy's heart, her feelings, her fears, her desires, why she wants what she wants, what she's really looking for—these scripts that are running her heart, what she is thinking to herself, like why is it that she wants the dishes done in the morning? What is she telling herself? And until I could connect with her feelings and connect with her stories, I had no power to collide with her. Any type of like I want, I want to. Get her to understand me so that she can work with me on my terms. It was like two lawyers going at it. It just didn't work. And so I had to come again. All of like 2018, I had to come back to again and again this place of connecting, connecting, and then still to this day, coming back to connecting, getting her feelings out, and getting her underlying stories, her desires, what's going on underneath the surface for her. So I'm sharing this with you. I know I've went like really crazy on this tangent of, of marriage and relationships and getting the feelings out. And why I make such a big deal of it? Because that is one of the biggest primary focuses that has to happen in order to master the game of marriage, in order to master the game of creating connection with each other. We connect with each other by seeing each other's hearts. No minds are connecting. No brains are connecting. Hearts are what connect. Our ability to be present is our ability to be in our hearts. Like one of the biggest desires I get from husbands, I get from dads all the time is they want the ability to just be present with their family when they're home. They come home and they have their minds fucking everywhere. They're thinking about business. They're thinking about money. They're thinking about responsibilities. They're thinking about the colleagues and all kinds of stuff. And they have some time with their family and they're just like, they're not even there. And they know it and they feel like shit. They feel guilty. They feel ashamed. And their kids want more. Their wives want more. And whatever they do, they check it off boxes. They do the responsibilities. But then it's never enough because their wives, at the end of the day, still tell them that you're not enough. They don't tell them exactly like that. That's the subtitles of what they're saying. But basically they say, I want you more. I want to see you more. I need more of you. It's not that they don't have the time. It's that they're not present. That when they are showing up, they're not actually showing up. In order and what they're looking for is connection, what the wives are looking for, what the kids are looking for, and ultimately what the husband what the men are looking for. The men that are coming to me, the men that I'm coaching, what they're looking for is this ability to connect with them. And that in order to have that, one of the main focuses, just like if you want to master the art and art and performance and science and everything of a longboard, look, you're gonna have to walk learn how to walk a longboard. Like, there's just no way around it. You can be a badass, you can surf big waves and do all this stuff, but if you can't even fucking walk a longboard, like, it's not working. You might as well get on something like a, a mid-length or some other shit. It's just not going to work. You have to be able to walk it. And in order to master this connection inside the family, and not just the family, everywhere else in life, just with ourselves, with God, we have to be able to go to this place of our feelings. We have to be able to see other people, their hearts, for their feelings, their fears, their desires. Same with ourselves. So that's the focus. And aside that place, when I could get there, all the distractions fall aside. All the distractions of everything that's not working in my marriage, everything that is working, where I want to go, all this other stuff, everything. Falls aside because I get really clear on you know what next conversation the next conversation this next date night this is what I'm going to do I get to focus on this I'm gonna figure out what is on her heart I'm gonna figure out what is she feeling my kids they come home from school I'm gonna figure this out and I focus I get very clear and I'm on fire they can see that they're not fucking with my frame no matter what they tell me no matter how much they complain no matter how much they whine no matter what they tell me how excited they get how not excited they are it doesn't matter. I'm going to see their hearts. And when that happens, guess what? They feel seen. And when that happens, they don't get this from anybody else in the world. If they didn't get this from their parents. Oh, I say they. Lucy didn't get this from her parents. Never has. My kids don't get this from anybody else. Not her teachers. Not her grandparents. Not anybody else. She gets it from me. They get The kids get this from me. They get to feel seen. When I make that my focus, it changes the entire game. And then it gives me a foundation. To springboard off of colliding with them, inspiring them, leading them, giving them opening up to new possibilities, different worldviews, different ways to live their lives. So that's the focus. So how do I get to this focus? First of all, it's not. Just, well, I actually, I want to ask. I want to leave with this question: Where in your life? Do you know you need to get clear and focus? There's so many distractions. There's something you want. But maybe you're like me. It's been six and a half months and you still have not made much headway. And the answer is getting focused on what you need to do. On the direct path in front of you, you need to walk, walk, walk the surfboard. Where in your life are you looking for results? And you know that what you need to do is focus. The question is, what do you focus on? Like, I've painted a very clear picture for my guys that they need to focus on feelings. In the beginning, it's often their feelings. If you're with my podcast for a long time, it was episode 184, 5, 3, I don't know. Like, you probably get by now that feelings is a big part of everything. And hopefully, you're focusing on feelings. Your own feelings and the feelings of others around you. How do we get to that place? of knowing where to focus. So I want to walk you with what I do to figure out what I need to focus. The first thing we have to do is get clear on our situations. I have to get clear on my situation, the facts around my situation, the status quo, what is actually going on. See, the issue with not being able to get clear on what to focus on is we actually don't know what we want. So the better question rather than what do I need to focus on is what do I want? When I can get clear on what I want, I can figure out the path of what I need to focus on. And so the whole game around figuring out what I want, because most, like I said, most people do not know what they want. Because we're clouded by distractions. We're like emotionally constipated. We have like this fog in front of us that we cannot see what we want. You ask a person who's fat, not a person who's dying, but a person who's just traditionally fat, obese, overweight, Midwest, everybody's like that. You ask them, what do you want with your body? They, they, can, they can not tell you what they want. They'll tell you what they don't want. I don't want to die early. I don't want diabetes. I don't want my diabetes to kill me or whatever. They cannot tell you what they want. If they really started telling you what they want, they got real with themselves. What they would say is, I want ice cream. I want brownies. I want to be able to eat whatever I want and, and live life comfortably. But the truth is, that's not what they want. What they really, really want, if they can see reality, What they really want is to be fucking healthy, is to feel powerful, feel capable, feel like they're enough for their wives, have amazing sex, feel like they're enough and more than enough for their kids, to be able to play with them and play sports with them, not just have to be on the sidelines, cheerleading them, to actually be a part of their lives athletically. That's what they really want in their hearts, but they're so suppressed, they're so emotionally constipated that they can't even fucking see it. All they can see all day long every day is, I want chips, I want Coke, I want fucking barbecue, whatever it is. So the first thing we have to do to get to what we want, to get to what we want to focus on, is to get to what we want. And to get to what we want, we have to let all the distractions fall away by getting clear on the facts of the situation. And then from there, the feelings. How do I feel about this? See, the feelings are present. That's me being in the present moment. When I can get clear on my feelings, I can get the shroud out in front of my face, I can get all these these constipated emotions out of me, then I can find the freedom and the clarity to see what I want. So I have to get clear on the status quo. I have to get clear on the, the facts of my situation, and then I get clear on my feelings, and then I can figure out what do I want. And when I get clear on what I want, then I ask myself, what is the most potent step I can take to get there? What is the one single most powerful thing I can focus on to get me what I want, to get me to where I want to go? And I go for it. So for you, what is that one focus? That you need. What is one place in your life. You know you need to focus. You're not getting the results. You know you are distracted like a motherfucker. This is like every guy I talk to. They want to get out of their job. But they know like. They want to start their own business. But there's like a thousand ideas in their head. They don't know where to start. They want a better marriage. But there's so. It's such a shit show. There's so many things wrong. And what they're looking for at the end of the day is someone to just rescue them, save them, God to bless them, looking for a miracle. They're looking for something. That, they're waiting for their wives to change. Something that happened because this is just too much for them to handle on their own. So what is it that you need to focus? I want to challenge you to sit down with that. Get clear on what is your situation. What are the facts? How do you feel about it? What are your emotions? What are your fears around the situation? Just looking at the facts. And then when you can sit there with that clarity, present in the moment, ask yourself, what is it that you ultimately want in the situation? What is it that you truly, truly, truly hunger for, that you truly desire? For me, it's mastering the art and science of a longboard. And then ask yourself, okay, so what is the most powerful thing you can focus on to get there? For me, that's walking, walking, and walking. All right, guys, that and since this episode included so much around feelings. I want to emphasize more and more that you have to get, me, don't have to, but if you want connection, if you want to master the game of connection. You want a solid foundation to be able to lead people. To lead your family. To lead your wife. And I say lead. Not like some kind of dictator. I mean inspire them. To bring them to life. To bring out passion and desire out of them. I was talking to a guy yesterday. He wants his wife to, to desire him sexually so much more. And but you know, as soon as he brings it up. The first place he goes to in his mind. And I get it because this is like nearly every single man I talk to is all the reasons why she's sexually suppressed. Her parents fucked her up. The church fucked her up. The world fucked her up. Women are like this. Women are not acceptable this way, whatever. So guess what? Married years and years and years with a woman who doesn't want to have sex with him. And so what does he do? Well, I know he does. He does exactly what I do. Like he said, goes to masturbation, goes to porn. Masturbation, porn. Huge addictions. Nothing wrong, I mean, I, I can say there's anything wrong with that. I'll tell you what, it just doesn't work in the world of creating connection. And it leaves him feeling empty, disconnected with his wife, disconnected with his kids, disconnected with God. And ultimately, he, he makes him feel like a piece of shit as a man. And I get it, because that was me. That's the way I felt too. So I totally get it. And in order for him, oh, so his wife, he wanted his wife to desire him more. So I talk about leading his family. There's a version of him. There's a man of such integrity, such passion, such fire, who's so connected with himself, so connected with God, so connected with his wife and his kids, that his wife is on fire for him. She hungers for him. She craves him. And there's a version of him that unlocks the sexuality in his wife. It gives her freedom. That unleashes her lust and her desire. How do I know this? Because this has been the war I have fought. This is my experience. I've been through the fucking ringer. I've been through hell. I've been married for a long ass time to, to Lucy. Possibly attempted to be sold into sexual slavery by her own father. Sexually harassed by her own... Two fathers. And she always felt like just disgusting around them sexually. And her mother's super sexually repressed. And she's always felt like it was so wrong. Like, I totally get this game. Grew up, her parents were pastors, not just preachers and teachers, whatever. Like, they were pastors. And Lucy has been so sexually put. I, I get this game. I was. Like, that's been one of my biggest addictions in life, was porn. Porn, porn, porn. Before marriage, after marriage, I thought that would cure it, it didn't. Nice little honeymoon season, and then boom, as soon as we, she got pregnant, as soon as we started having, like, getting ready for our first baby, oh shit, sexual desire in her died. Fucking died. So I find myself in the same pit that most men I talk to find themselves in. They want their wives to desire them more. Hunger for them. Not, not even just sexually. Just in life. Respect them as men. Accept them. Love them. One of my biggest reasons I went to porn was not just like to get out some kind of sexual urge. But also it was like a p- safe place I had where I could look at the kinkiest shit, the dirtiest stuff. And I was accepted. It was a safe place for me and my heart. No one could judge me. Well, except myself. And I did. So there's a version of you. You master this game of going back to the feelings. You master this game of feelings. And you master the game of connection. And you're able to lead your family, to inspire them. Your wives, your kids. You have to dictate stuff to them. You have to tell them what to do. Tell them what they need to do, what they should do. You don't have to create prisons for them. But you can unlock them instead can unlock them, give them more freedom, inspire them to be the greatest versions of themselves leading from their own hearts. That's what's possible for you. But You have to master the game of feelings. All right, guys. That's a lot. (laughs) Focus and feelings. All right. So if you've gotten value from this message, share this with someone who you know needs to hear this. Share this with guys who you know want more from their wives, want more from their marriage, want more connection in their families. And be sure to go to iTunes. If you haven't already, please go to iTunes. Help me get this out in front of more people. And you can, the best way you can do that is go to iTunes and leave a review. Leave a rating. This podcast just popped up. on As soon as you hit surfing in, looking for a podcast on iTunes, it popped up to like the first page. I'm super excited. About it. I think that just happened like the past few days. Maybe it was just like two days ago. I'm not sure. But I'm super excited about that. The, the views have been going up. And um, yeah, help me. Help me accelerate the trajectory of this podcast. Help me get it out in front of more people by leaving a rating, leaving a review. And if you are looking for, you know, more connection for yourself and your family, and your marriage, you want to master the art and science of creating connection, and growing connection, and overflowing with connection, then direct message me on Facebook Messenger tell me, I want to live wildly connected. I'm building up a whole band of brothers who are living wildly connected, equipping them with the tools, the training, and the path. And my vision is for men to set this world on fire, leading their families. In their their families, in their businesses, to be able to connect. Not that whole dictator bullshit, power moves. No, it's more power than ever before. But it comes from the heart. Through this ability to connect. So if you want that, or you know someone who wants that, check me out on Facebook. First of all, just check me out on Facebook anyways for my daily content. And direct message me on Facebook. Tell me I want to live wildly connected. Alright guys, I love you all. Have an amazing rest of your day. And I'll catch you on tomorrow's episode of the Surfing Lessons Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Surfing Lessons Podcast. For more Lampy craziness, find my daddy on Facebook at Ryan P. Lampy. And have a powerful day.